Welcome to Soul Inspired Leadership's latest podcast. Well, that's our latest podcast, all right, because you're listening to it. Um, and my guest today is Lesh Sikorsky. Lesh, Lesh has been on before, and we've, due to popular demand by millions of people globally, which I'm saying with with a, a funny face pulled, um, due to popular demand, Lesh is back. So uh, just a bit about Lesh again. In 2019, he founded LURN, Proprietary Limited, a leadership development consultancy whose motto is lifelong learning, unlearning, relearning, and new learning, hence LURN. He is an ICF certified coach and fellow of the Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development. So Lesh, his former background is in human resources. Lesh shifted into his second career after 30 years working with large MNCs, uh, in the construction materials and mining sectors, primarily in HR and OD roles, through which he was privileged to work on six continents. His current focus allows him to apply the growing understandings in neuroscience and psychology in influence to influence how he, he support his clients, how he supports his clients be more effective in their change ambitions. So the human brain fascinates fascinates Lesh. Um, so we've been having a great conversation but prior to the recording on, on these matters. So we'll weave it into our discussion now. So Lesh, it's it's interesting. The last of the last few podcasts has been a few where we've been I've talked about executive loneliness, uh, another one about the fact of self-leadership and how your your body, your mind, your heart and soul are all interconnected. It's not just exercising one of them, it's exercising all of them. So what's your take on that when you're looking at the uh, to be mind fit is what, what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, Ross, hi. Great to be back again. And yep. it's lovely that there's such a demand pulling me back again. Oh, millions, right, like millions. Absolutely <laughs> fantastic to hear that. Uh, and hopefully that's going to be the case from this conversation as well. <laughs> Now, I think you're, you're absolutely right. There is a growing body of, of validated knowledge that recognises the interconnectivity between the mind and the body and actually the spirit. Now, yeah. not in a religious sense, mm. but a, a, an element around us. Yeah, yeah ab absolutely. And, um, and, I, I, and I find that fascinating in the work that I do with clients in the corporate world, in the professional mm. world. You know, many people spend a lot of the time in their own heads, thinking rationally, thinking logically, thinking that's need to be in order to deliver results, in order to be successful, in order to be happy. Yeah. And that they forget that this whole other part of them is there that they could utilise. That's right. Yeah. And invariably by not being conscious and responsive to that, it actually holds them back. They're less yep. successful. They're less performant. They're less happy as a result of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can. And I'm just thinking of some of the people's people I've coached over the years. You get little flashes and pictures of people pop up when you're speaking, and the, the, the ones who are most challenged and and are less happy are the ones who have a disconnect. The the people who are the most successful leaders and the happier ones, the more contented are the ones who, uh, who their mind, their body, their soul is all congruent, all interconnected and congruent, not sep running on a separate sort of wheel. They're, it's like they're all running the one 
carrying the one wagon being that person. Yeah, absolutely. They're 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 all aligned, and it's yeah. which is what we spoke about last time. That's alignment. Right. Alignment. Yeah, last yeah. time we were talking about organizational alignment, getting teams aligned. Yeah. Actually, really what we're talking about is getting yourself aligned. Self aligned. Getting your That's mind, right. your body, and your spirit aligned so that it can act in the best interests of you. That's right. So invariably what happens and, and research supports this is that you know our brain uh, gets in the way more often than not of our success, which is, believe it or not, it actually gets in the way. You know, our, our, um, our historical makeup on the plains of Africa many, many millennia mm -hmm. ago were, were about survival, about feeding yeah. ourselves, about protecting ourselves and about survival. So our brains were designed with a fight, flight, freeze reactivity. Yeah. Now, over the millennia, as we've become more sophisticated, around with the world around us our brains haven't necessarily changed significantly in that so we still mm. have that preponderance for fight flight freeze and yeah. that part of the brain and there's a lot of research and people like uh, professor steve peters who's uh, a psychologist at the university hospital manchester also worked with the british olympic cycling team yeah kind of 10 years ago topical now with the Olympics yeah. starting, worked very strongly with people like Chris Hoy and Vicky Pendleton, yeah. who won multiple gold medals and multiple championships. Uh, and his, his work recognized that part of the brain where that fight, fright, freeze element lives, and I'm not a professional or psych doctor, no, yeah, so yeah. I won't use the right terminologies. <laughs> that part of the brain is just faster than the rational part of our brain. Yeah, yeah, because it, it's it, you got to think quick. Obviously, if you're in danger, it, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's created to think thick. It's faster quickly. and it's more powerful. Yeah. So, absolutely, you hear the twig crack and you got to run. That's right. Because it's either going to be a lion or it's going to be it's going to eat you or it's going to be a deer that you might yeah. want to eat. But yeah. you can't sit around and say, "Well, as a team, let's talk about this. What might this be? Let's think of yeah. the options. How yeah. might we address this? Because by right. then it may be over." Well, that's right. That's yeah. right. And so, so that the research that 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 he kind of brought forth in his book around, uh, called "The Chimp Paradox" is something I've used in my coaching, mm. which is really about helping people to understand what's driving their feelings and emotions, which then drives their behaviors. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and, and I give an example. I worked with, I worked with somebody a couple of years ago, um, mid-career, mid wanted to get back into the workforce, uh, workforce after taking some time out parental leave and had a real blockage, which actually emanated as a physical blockage couldn't move, couldn't speak to talk about what they wanted to do going yeah. forward. And once they realized it was their brain, it was them, it was something in them telling them that they were not worthy, hey, that hey. they were not credible, that they should not waste their time on this because they will not be successful. Once they'd kind of identified that, named it as a judgment, and actually said, this is not true, it's a statement, but it's not true. I don't believe it. Let it go. Mm. Suddenly, this just opened them up to be able to talk about this. I remember in one session that we had, she was sitting there in front of me with tears in her eyes, moving her mouth, nothing was happening. And when we debriefed her, I felt like I had a furball. 
in mm. my throat and I just couldn't get past it. Yeah. yeah. And this is what happens with a lot of people, but yet we don't recognize this, that our, our, we get in our own way. We self-sabotage, we, we self-limit. It's certainly getting their own way, all right. There's no, there's no doubt about it. And we, we're, we're basically, the, the biggest obstacle in, in life is yourself. It's, yes, it's absolutely. Big, no doubt about it. Absolutely, which is why, of course, that there are these, you know, millions of self-help books out there and self-help tapes and, and a lot of, and there's a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah, but yeah. Most, let's be honest, most of it doesn't let people making sustainable change. It's, because it's I think that, yeah, because there's, I think there's two elements to this. And this is something that, I, that I'm learning through um, the work of uh, Shizad Shamin who's um, who is also a psychologist, a business owner, uh, got, a, got a varied career. Um, but he did research when he was a, a lecturer at Stanford, looking at this whole aspect of, of kind of mental fitness and recognizing through the research that kind of 20% of change comes from kind of realizing, getting greater consciousness to the issue. Yeah. But the 80% of it is actual practice to develop core mental muscles, kind of connects yeah. us back to our body. You know, yeah. the way that we prepare for, I don't know, preparing to run a 10K, you don't just buy a pair of running shoes, put, on, put them on and go and run 10K. You know, you, you, you go out and you do a K and for yeah. a few weeks and then you build up to two days yeah. well most people think, do there'll be some well, idiots out there some idiots well, it's, 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 it it's true it's yeah, true right. the it's like, yeah, but, but yeah the people who, but, but who think speaking, about it yeah. yeah so they build it, yeah. their physical muscle and they also you know they look at their nutrition their hydration um, and it's exactly the same thing with, with the mind it's about building the mental muscles that help us to intercept those fight, flight, fight, freeze yep. type of emotions. Intercept them, acknowledge them, but just let them go. Just get them out of the way and then shift the mind to kind of sensation in the body. And then how do we take this positively? What are the options here? One option, of, you know, one thing is, of course, being about more empathetic with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And then exploring... Yeah and innovating around, well, what are the options? What are the ideas that we can do to actually make something of this situation? Yeah, yeah. And the same way I think yeah. about my 10K, it's about, okay, I start to build up over time. I don't run every day initially. Yeah. I think and about, you know, I think about my pacing, all those kinds of things that enable me to actually execute a really good 10K that meets kind of the targets that I have. And it's interesting saying it's about empathetic with yourself. It's just like you, you, you have empathy for others, but you need to be empathetic with yourself first. Otherwise, you can't have empathy for others. Uh, people, people think they've got empathy. They've actually got sympathy. Yes. <laughs> They're a different yeah. thing. And, and then and that's, that's a negative to self-talk when you feel sympathy for yourself. It's like... It's, but you've got to show empathy because it's more constructive in your mind and has a, yeah. has a, has a positive outcome. But yes. sympathy is just feeling sad or, or agreeing with your feelings. It's yeah, not, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, the whole, the whole thing about empathy is, is acknowledging that the, the care for self or others mm. 
without necessarily agreeing. That's right. That's right. It's, it's got to step back and actually be constructive about it rather than, oh, I agree with you. Then you actually, you just, what you're doing by agreeing with sympathy, you're actually self-perpetuating the thought that's there. And if that's a negative, pro if that's a problem, you're actually worsening the problem, not getting it better. Absolutely. So I think, you know, with, with this whole space, judgment is a really important thing to be aware mm. of. We as human beings are, it's probably our biggest saboteur is yeah. to judge, to it's judge still... others, to yeah. judge circumstances. And the only way we do that is because we judge ourselves. And sometimes right. we try and make ourselves feel better by deflecting that self-judgment on others. That's right. On, and that's, on the yeah, circumstances. And on, and, yeah, yeah, so true. Yeah, so, I mean, it's about shifting. So in the same way as not being, not sympathy is not necessarily bad, but it's not necessarily the most helpful and supportive. That's Empathy right. is much more. Yeah. Judgment is not helpful at all, but discernment is. Yeah. That's right. So, and I've had that conversation with the executives all the time that, to me, and I've said this in my, a lot of podcasts, um, judgments are for courts. Mm. That's where you have judgments. You can you don't judge your staff. You don't judge other people around you. You assess, You can assess them. Yes. You assess them as part of an empathy to be connected with them. You've got to assess them to see how you can best help. But mm. but a judgment just means oh you're this or you're that. No, you're not. You have some of these skills, you have some of these challenges. It's an assessment. Mm -hmm. That's a different ball game. And Absolutely. Don't judge assess, yeah. Yeah. So judgment is feels very absolute. That's right. You're, you're either in this guilty. box or that you're guilt, box. You're guilty you're or not guilty. The, yeah. You're here <laughs> on the scale, you're not. Whereas That's that right. discernment actually takes into consideration factors. That's yeah. right. So yeah. what was going on at the time with that performance? You know, yeah. was, were there other things that were contributing positively on or impacting negatively? Yeah. And I discern, actually, how well did you cope with that? What did you demonstrate that was really positive despite the result? What did you demonstrate that actually you might want to think about and work on that could be more effective going forward with a bit more attention? Yeah, that's right. And, and, it's, and that's where you, you develop people. Like you'll get mm. some managers... Or look at you know some look at an employee and say, well, that was sloppy work. <laughs> How does that help anyone? See, it's a judgment. Yeah, sloppy work, right? You, you need to discern it and then say, so what? What we did well here? What are some of the areas we need to work on? But to be specific, sloppy is just a judgment. Absolutely. What, what was wrong? Oh, I missed out the executive summary. Ah, oh, now I know. Oh, now I know what to do to fix it. But sloppy, where? Hey, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do anything with sloppy. But no. in those circumstances, I almost, you know, have a conversation with that manager and say, what was your motivation? That's what right. was driving you to address this situation in that way? Oh. What were you hoping to achieve? That's right. I, that's why I brought it up. I, I'm thinking of an example. That's ex what that's have you got? Of, what's, yeah, what's, yeah. That's the sort of questions. Like, what were you going to achieve by, by, by doing that? And they, say, yeah, they go, well, I want them to improve. Well, how can they... Yeah. Like, for, for example, your definition of sloppy could be different different definition to my sloppy and to everyone else's sloppy. So for a start, they have no idea what that really means. Absolutely. And we touched on it last time when we were talking about alignment. Most misalignment comes from a difference in definition That's right. and, a, and, a, and a difference in data available. 
That's right. So yeah. I don't know what exactly do you mean by sloppy yeah. and what data are you basing on? Are you basing it on this one example or are you basing it on my year of work? That's it. So it's, it, the key is to be very specific and to, and to be specific, then you can help people. And you do it. You do it with empathy. When you're connecting with people, that's it's no different. You, you try to help them when you're when you're specific. Absolutely. Sympathy is just a big blob. Yeah. Supporting them to continue down the whatever wherever they're heading, you're supporting them and validating it. Um, and and that's the shift, isn't it? So you, if you come from that judgmental, negative, kind of emotional state you tend to close down options and opportunities. You come at something, even if it's not been a successful or a positive outcome for something, but you come at it with a more positive mindset, a more positive emotional state. Yeah. You, ex you bring that empathy, which then allows you to bring the exploration of, well, what's going on here? What happened here? Let's understand that. Oh, what might be the things that we might do going forward that could be helpful? Or oh, which of these feels like the thing we should be working on or be working on first? How do we do that? How do I support yeah. you to do that? What's the first step? You know, all positive action oriented, growth oriented and very and feels much more positive as an experience for an individual and for the for the manager involved. And we, we spoke earlier, yeah. you know, the, the, the manager mindset, the manager emotional mindset has a huge impact upon the people around them. That's right. And it's, yeah, I have that conversation all the time. It's, it's, mm. it's be, being aware of the impact of your behaviour on people. And yeah. whether that's in, a, in the corporate life or just in your own environment of your own family life, are you yes. aware of the impact? Uh, and when they really think about it, then they, <laughs> they start to... That, that's what can move their behaviour is uh, yeah. is being really aware because don't, people don't tend to think about the impact of the way they behaved on people. They might see it on the surface but not yeah. what, what, what's the deep-rooted problems after that. Mm -hmm. They tend to go that far because it's not so pretty so they just ignore that's, it. Yeah, that, that's, the, that's the hard work yeah. and that's, that's, that's the hard work and that hard work requires people to be vulnerable. And, you know, we've, we've not necessarily grown generations of leaders to demonstrate their vulnerability because that's not what, you know, that's not what we've said have been the key characteristics. That's right. That's right. Also, you know, being in touch with their bodies and being in touch with their emotions is not what we're looking for. We're looking for, you know, good thinkers, decisive, decisive uh, action takers, um, good speakers, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. We, we, we've been looking for the wrong thing, so we've been programming people. Yeah, and that's and that's to, that's changing. Luckily, Lesh, that's sure. changing. But, but that's like in our era, that was the that was the norm. That's how you'd see leaders. That's yeah. changing with the, the as the younger generations come into the workforce and will one day be leaders. I suspect it'll be different uh, in a more rapid way, depending how much how much we've we've programmed. The, 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 the newer generations to, to think and feel. Yeah, no, absolutely. I was, I was reading, a, 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 and I haven't gone into detail on this because I only saw it yesterday, a report regarding Microsoft and how they've changed 
from Steve Ballmer's era to the current era, and I forget the name of the current CEO, who's actually been there for quite a while. Yeah. And one of the things that the new CEO, who's been there for more than five years now, has really pushed into the organization is a focus on mindset. Mm. It's not a focus on technical skills. Yeah, right. absolutely necessary, but that's not the focus. The focus is on mindset. And it's about how do we help people to move from closed and fixed mindsets to more open and growth mindset oriented, which requires a lot more vulnerability because it requires people, leaders especially, to go, actually, I don't know the answer to this one. No, so I've, I've got a few ideas, but I'm not sure. What yeah, do you think? That's right. It's just, it's, if a fixed mindset means I know I've got the answers. Yeah, or, absolutely. Or, or alternatively, in a leadership sense, or alternatively, I don't have the answers, so therefore I'm just a... Uh, a mess, basically. So yeah. it's the growth mindset. You're right. And actually, that's um, several of my clients, uh, my larger clients, that's probably a most common thing now is the leadership of today mm. across those organisations are talking about growth mindset. Some people don't actually really understand what it is, but they're talking about it, and that's where it starts. It, the, the, absolutely. This is where it's it starts. It's got to start with the talk. Yeah, and then so you gradually get into it and they start to understand what it means. Yeah, which kind of brings us back to kind of where we kicked off around that, that growing body of knowledge around neuroscience and how mm. the brain works, which I think is really powerful in forming, you know, the work that people like you and I do and, and, mm. and HR functions, leadership development organisations, training development organisations. I think it, 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 it will lead to a shift in how we, for what we focus on in That's developing right. people uh, into the workforce and potentially, and I think even more powerfully, into the education system. Yes, that's that, that's and that's where it starts, and that's mm. where the fixed mindset starts because you have exams and you're either right or you're wrong. Absolutely, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're successful if you get you're successful if you get seventy five percent or above. Yes, you're unsuccessful, so you're not good enough. And that's you're, right. You're good yeah, enough yeah. or not good enough. So you're, I'm judging you already. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. It's full of judgments and it's black or white in a sense, yeah, right or abs- wrong. Absolutely. When you get into the corporate world, where, as we know, and leadership particularly, it's grey. Absolutely. It's, it's flexible. It's like, and it's like some of us, a couple of my clients there again, when we talk about the growth mindset, used to be get it right the first time. They don't say that anymore. It's about 80% is good enough. Just do it. Otherwise, if you want to get it right... The world has gone so far ahead, you, you're coming last. You might have yeah. been first, now you're coming last because everyone else has run past you. So you've got to just say 80% is good enough, give it a crack. We'll learn the other 20% on the fly. If we fail, then we've learned and we'll b- build on that and we get, go, keep going forward. But we've got to keep going forward. Absolutely. And, and in that, if you look at it, we'll look at the capabilities and competences that you want people to be demonstrating. You want them to be demonstrating discernment. You want them to be demonstrating empathy. You want them to be demonstrating curiosity and innovation. And if your mindset is a closed mindset, if your behaviors (laughs) close people down, bring fear into people, because if they raise their head, they get, they get, they get, they get, they get a a smack or a slap, you know, it's hugely, hugely uh, significant, I think, shift in how things are being done. And I think it's a really, I mean, it's a very exciting time to be coming into the workforce with that shift happening because I think it gives an opportunity to move away from the concept 
that we've kind of learned about through Taylorism of, you know, organization of work and the systematic process of work and yeah. we're just cogs in a machine that's right it's just the process to, yeah. to, um, to, to, to actually leveraging the individual potential collectively yeah. and, and that's that, hugely yeah. powerful and, and and also just what was coming to my mind then it see it's, it's coming from that system of the old manufacturing system uh we're we, we basically business started right this that mm. manufacturing and the industrial world those types of mechanism on the process side of things, that's what that's what artificial intelligence will be doing. Mm. What humans to succeed and to grow will be, it's that growth mindset because the fixed mindset is artificial intelligence to me. The growth mindset and the creativity, the innovation comes from the humans. So that's where you've got to be heading. Otherwise, you'll be redundant. You'll make yourself redundant. Yeah, Absolutely. That's- so that 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 mindset, that 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 mental fitness, mental fitness. That's it. that mental fitness to be able to live with the ebb and flow and comp- sense of compromise, sense of well, we're not quite sure about all these elements, but I get a sense that it fits together like this. Our intuition yeah, from right. our collective yeah. discussion suggests we go this way. Yeah. Let's do that fast. Learn, adjust, and keep going. Go again. That's right. Yeah, rather than we'll take two years, we'll make it perfect. I'll I'll secure my position in the organisation uh, during that period, and I'll control everything to make sure that it's absolutely perfect. Yeah. That's just going to lead to that's just going to lead to obsolescence uh, right. and extinction. That's, that's right, exactly right. So, well, that's on that note, leading to extinction. So the key is be mentally have a mental growth, mental fit, be mentally fit, growth mindsets. To grow and to grow and and develop in the in the well in your life, but just in the world around you, to grow and develop as the world is growing and developing. Yeah, you grow uh, with and, it. And, yeah, it. absolutely. And to, and to do that, if I if I may just just add it, yep. to do that, I think that's about that internal growth. That's about yep. looking at yourself, acknowledging that you're not perfect. You never will be perfect. You don't want to be perfect. Yeah acknowledging when there are things in your mind which are negative which don't support you to be successful letting them go and working working on building those mental muscles to look for the gifts and the opportunities so that you can bring forth empathy curiosity in innovation and that that helps to me you're right uh and that keeps you in in pace with the world as it grows and develops Absolutely. It's very fit, very much fits fits our motto of, uh, yeah. of of unlearning, relearning, and new learning. Spot on. Okay, on that note, uh, I'd like to thank uh, you for coming on the show today and thank everyone else for listening. And uh, we're listening now in 78 countries, I think we're listening. People get downloaded from now, so a bit, bit of a spread around the world. Um, so, look, thanks for listening and, and tune into our next episode when it gets published and when I have the time to release it. Okay, thanks, Lesh. Good. Thank you. Thank you.